a lot of times I think as ambitious women with children, you're like, you know, did I miss my chance? Am I too late? Am I going to lose momentum? Will I become irrelevant? Like all of these lies that circulate and that whole notion of like, I'll rest when, you know, when I've earned it could carry us into the grave, really. You're listening to the Brand Vibe Podcast, where we highlight the stories, strategies, successes, and yes, the struggles of what it takes to not just build a business, but an iconic brand all around the life that you want to lead. I'm your host, Nicole Nieves, brand consultant, marketing maven, and highly caffeinated mom to three growing boys. After 15 years of being a corporate exec, I went from having a boss to being a boss by finally stepping into my CEO power. So if you're ready to do the same, then grab a glass of wine, cafe con leche, or whatever you're into these days, and let's catch a vibe. Oh my gosh, I am so excited to introduce you guys to today's guest. But before we dive into that, just a little bit of a life update. If you listened to the last podcast, then you know that my family and I have been going through something completely unjust. My 14-year-old son was attacked and pinned down with a knee in his back by a Chicago police sergeant earlier this summer. And to say that it rocked our world would be a complete understatement. You can go back and listen to the last podcast episode for all of the details. You can also head over to my Instagram account at the Nicole Nieves to find out more about this incident. But last Thursday, August 18th, we were informed that the Chicago police sergeant has been officially charged with two felonies, one for aggravated battery and one for official misconduct. We have been fighting so hard for there to be accountability and justice served in this situation. And while this is only phase one, we absolutely need a conviction. There's a big criminal trial ahead of us. We are so relieved that action has been taken against him finally seven weeks after this incident occurred. It has absolutely been the most emotionally tolling last seven weeks of my entire life. And it just goes to show how crazy our world can just get rocked in an instant. And that really is why I wanted to re-record the intro to today's episode with the one and only Jenna Kutcher. She is the podcast host of the number one business marketing podcast called The Gold Digger Podcast. She's also a seven-figure entrepreneur, a mama of two girls, and most recently a New York Times best-selling author of her new book, How Are You Really? When I recorded this episode with Jenna, the answer to that question was very different. I mean, I was about to have Jenna Kutcher on my podcast as my very first guest. I mean, talk about baller status and just really have a chance to share her story, her growth, her experience and being able to build a business around her lifestyle, which is everything that I teach for my clients and what I built for myself in my own business. And the very week that I was getting ready to press publish on this episode is when this incident with my son occurred. And in an instant, the answer to that question, how am I really, was devastated, frustrated, shocked, appalled, aggravated, hurt, sad, like so different than what it was when I originally recorded this episode. And fast forward seven weeks, my answer to that question is relieved grateful, full of hope, full of faith, refueled, cup full, and ready to go out and continue fighting for justice for our family, but also just 
renewed and excited about my business, my content, my message. I truly believe that there's so much power in being able to share your story, the good, the bad, and the ugly, to be able to take your mess and turn that into your message and your focus and really allow that to be a part of shaping the vision for your life and for your business. And that's a lot of the conversation that Jenna and I have today on this episode is really thinking through what is it look like when you're able to actually set your sights and your vision on something that feels different than the traditional path, on something that allows you to kind of redefine success for yourself and create your business in a way that aligns all around your lifestyle and give you the space to be able to have moments like I had this summer where you get to pause and heal and step back and not lose out on your authenticity by trying to fake it till you make it, but instead just allow yourself to feel all of the heavy emotions and things that you're experiencing for whatever it is you're going through, and then allow yourself to continue to have hope in what could be made of that situation and the good that can come from it. And that's where we are right now. And that's a lot of what Jenna shares in her stories inside of her book, How Are You Really?, which is a little bit ironic, isn't it? So I cannot wait for you to dive in with me right now as we talk all things vision planning, lifestyle branding, and successfully building an untraditional path towards some of your greatest goals. Without further ado, I would love to introduce you to the one, the only, Jenna Kutcher. Hello, Jenna. Oh I my even God. saved my coffee to have it with you this morning. Oh, <laughs> yes. You know me. How are you? You look gorgeous. <laughs> so good. So do you. Aww. Oh, my gosh. It's so good to see you. I know, right? This is going to be so fun. Look at your setup. That is baller. You it's are a, so baller. It's a vibe. It's a whole vibe. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Oh, my gosh. All right, Jenna. So you wrote a freaking book. Like, <laughs> it's so crazy. Isn't that crazy to think? Like, I think that the thing with your brand that I so appreciate is that you are so multifaceted and multi-passionate. And I think so many of us entrepreneurs really feel that way as well. And the idea of like doing something different, doing something new, like writing a book can maybe kind of freak us out. But I think the thing that I love so much about the way that you went about kind of this particular book topic, which is so like what I want to dive into right now is that like, this isn't a business book per yes. se. Like, no, it's not at all. Isn't that wild? It's a little crazy, but you know, I think that that is kind of who you are. Like yeah. you've really allowed your audience to be welcomed into all different parts of your life, not yeah. just your business, yeah. but what made you decide to write a book more about the person, the self-care, the like, yeah. let me check in with you versus like strategy, business well, strategy. You want to know it's funny. So when I finally decided I was going to write a book. I did it without like an agent, without a deal with like out anything. Cause I was like the minute that like a deadline or money gets included, I'm not going to be creative anymore. Yes. And I wrote a business book. Is that not hilarious? You so did? Manuscript number one was a business yes. book, but here's the funny thing is that the book that you get today the sto- a lot of the stories were were very similar but they were just applied from like this lens of business and when i went through the formal process of like getting a book deal 
everyone was like, we love this, but like, you are so much more than a business Mm -hmm. owner. And it was such a beautiful thing. I literally feel like my photography days of like taking the lens and like widening it. And they were like, where do you see this? Like on the shelves? Like, do you see it next to like all the like rich white dudes and Barnes and Noble, or (laughs) is it like in a different section? Yeah. And, um, it was so wonderful because I genuinely loved widening it. At first I was like, okay, you know, I run the number one marketing podcast. I teach business all my courses are in business. Does this make sense? But when I really get to the heart of it, I love entrepreneurship for me personally, because of the lifestyle it allows me to live and like the philosophy that has become the life. And so it's like, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to have either of those things. For me, that's what works. But for you, it might be anything else. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that on so many different levels. Just, I think the fact that you even wrote the first version as more of that business lens and that someone outside of you, right? Like someone with a different perspective on how you're seeing, how your brand is perceived was able to give you that insight of like, do you, do you, did you do this because you feel like you had to versus like the opportunity for you to just say, well, what do I, what do I want? You know, like, that check-in with people of the title of the book, like, how are you really? It's almost like they have that check-in with you for yeah, this absolutely. book. Like, how are you really with this topic? You know? Yes, It's crazy too. Cause it's like the whole process is, I mean, it's so long. So first off, it's like two years. And I mean, we, as humans, I mean, think about it. You and I met what three years ago. So when you think about like how much we've changed and how much like our lives have changed in the time that we've known each other, it's bananas to think about like the book has been like a massive part of the last two years, but I also love it because it's like, it's, you're being stretched and grown and like challenged and like the process to me was so exhilarating. And like, I actually loved every bit of it. I feel like so many authors make it sound like the most painful birthing (laughs) process. And I personally loved it. Um, But I loved being stretched in that way. So. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I love that. I think that like a lot of entrepreneurs really feel kind of this pull on like, I want to do more than just one thing. And, you know, we're at the beginning, the stage of your business, you want to become well known for something, but then it's that evolution, that kind of like evolvement into what that next level looks like. What would you tell someone who is feeling that they're like, okay, I've become known for this thing, but I'm so ready to stretch myself. Like what, what does that transition kind of look like? Oh my gosh. I love this question and I never get asked it. So (laughs) the first thing is this, like, I think a lot of times as humans and multi-passionate humans, we go all in on one thing, we burn ourselves out. And then we're like, what's next? What's next? And when I look at my career over the last decade, I've done so many different things, but what I've always done is stayed in the place that has gotten me to the successful point so far while leveraging that and the tools and the lessons I've learned to propel me forward. And what I will say is that it's so important to experiment with your next thing, to not put deadlines and money behind it and all of these things that then again, trap you into it because so many of us have our passions, they become profitable, then they become our work, then we get burnt out, then we're on to the next thing. And And every single time that I've started something new, whether it was my podcast or a course or writing the book, it was always a side hustle. It was in conjunction with what was already working. I didn't just like abandon the old me and enter into the new me. I was like, this is working. Let's find our enough point right where this is. And then let's use whatever margin we have left to experiment, to try, to get results, to figure it out. And so I just think in a culture nowadays where it's like so black and white, it's like, let's Mm -hmm. live in the shades of gray of like, 
hey, this thing is kind of burning me out or I don't really love it or I want to do something and something else and just kind of leverage the tools that we have with us. Oh my gosh, I have chills. Like I love that response so much because I think it allows us to feel, sometimes we just, we get to this place of burnout and we think like, great, now I have to completely trash this or throw it out the window or start from scratch. It's like, you really don't. There could be a transitional point where you can have both and kind of scale down here as you scale up there. And I love that one can kind of fund the other and help to propel whatever that next thing is. Um, And that's great for at different phases of businesses. But I think back to even when I decided Decided to start this business, working a full-time job. And some people can't afford to just drop their full-time job to go all I in never on their could. passion. Yes. Yeah, and you shouldn't either, because here's the thing is like, when most of us are wanting to quit, all we need to do is rest or find margin. Mm. And it's like, so many people are like, I just want to like throw it all out the window and start over again. And it's like, no way. Like leverage what you've got, like let the side hustle be the passion project and like, let you test the waters without diving deep, you know? And so it's, yeah, I totally agree with you. Yes. Yes. I love that. I think it's just like permission granted to give yourself the space and the grace to be able to step into your passion and whatever that looks like, whether you're expanding your business or you're trying to figure out how to make your side hustle, your full-time gig without having to feel like it's an all or nothing kind of thing. Cause I think so much of our society is kind of this like push on hustle culture and push on like, you know, trust yourself and go all in and have faith. And you're kind of living proof. Like you don't, you don't actually have to do it, nor is it wise to necessarily do it that way. You want to have that transition piece, which is awesome. I love that. So I want to read one of my like favorite parts from your book, if I can, which is right along these same lines of kind of setting that vision for yourself. So there's a chapter in your book called how to make no let your dreams come true. And this has just been like so incredibly special for me because I think that that has kind of been the biggest thing that I've learned from you, from Mm -hmm. podcasting days, from being mentored by you. It's just this idea of like, I need to allow myself to go after my dreams and feel okay about doing that in a way that works for me and in a way that works for my family. So one of the excerpts, I'll just read it. You said, I used to think I was supposed to build a life where I would have to hustle first so I could rest later. But I can see now how my visions uh, are fulfilled of career, of family, of wholeness, how they have each day slowly and surely invited me towards a different pace of life and a new way of living. And later on, you say, I didn't think success for me would be found in putting my baby to bed every night and being there to wake her up every morning. And Don't as a mama, cry. I know that's how I feel. Don't start oh. crying. <laughs> it does. It like makes me cry. Yeah. It's just like as a as a mom, especially to know how you've been able to redefine success yeah. around your kids, Crazy. around your family. Like people can look at you and think you have it all, but you've intentionally decided like what was most important and what was most critical. Yeah. It's funny because I, I feel like, you know, in today's culture, there's just so much pressure on women, especially ambitious women, especially ambitious women with children. And that doesn't disregard any other camps in this conversation, but when we add up all the blocks, the building blocks of all of those things, you know, a lot of times I think as ambitious women with children, you're like, you know, did I miss my chance? Am I too late? Am I going to lose momentum? Will I become irrelevant? Like all of these lies that circulate. And 
that whole notion of like, I'll rest when, you know, when I've earned it could carry us into the grave, really. Um, I think I've seen people do that too. And so it's really just this beautiful thing. Like I was just thinking about this morning when Coco climbed into bed at like five in the morning, I was like, you can only come into bed with us if you sleep, which of course don't trust a three-year-old and they say they'll sleep. (laughs) But I was like, this is how I want to start my day. Like, you know what I mean? Where it's just, I think we're all recognizing, you look at the great resignation and women like leaving the workforce in droves. And it's like, of course they are. This doesn't work. It's not sustainable. It's not practical. And so, yeah, I love, I love those. I mean, I just get so emotional because it's just like, I could have stayed on the hamster wheel and a lot of people are there right now. And all I want for them to see is there is a different way. Yeah. I love that so much. So we did meet about three years ago and I have three boys. My oldest is 14. He just graduated eighth grade, which is crazy, so crazy. crazy. Do they do graduations for every grade? I'm they, so perplexed yeah. by this. <laughs> We, they, they do it for whatever you leave the school so they have like okay, a okay, great okay. thing because then when they move to like sixth grade school this and makes sense because I went to a school that was kindergarten through 12th grade it was literally one okay. school so I know I just got one graduation I feel like these kids it. these days get like 18 graduations I know it's crazy it's so yeah his is at a middle school with sixth seventh and eighth so the eighth graders graduated because they'll go to a different Cute. school next year but I totally kept it together the entire graduation it's kind of like you get into mama mode and you're like yeah. okay I'm focused on you and making sure everything's good for you and coordinating things and parties but the day after graduation I just had a total total meltdown And the reason why I did, and now I'm going to cry, but the reason why I did is because I sat there and I thought, this is what success looks like for me. The fact that the past three years, I got to be home with my son. Like I got to be at every sports activity. I got to go to every single school event that he had. Like I didn't miss a beat his entire three years of middle school. And I can't say that about prior years. And that has always been the motivation and the driver for me to start a business and do it is because I wanted to live my life right now yeah. in a way that I desired to be around my kids, not just like someday, not just yes. in the future. And, and that just like a total, that's what broke me down. So I was like, this is it. Like, this is, this is what success is. The best. Yes. The best. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. If you're ready to take a deeper dive into building, marketing, and growing your brand, then I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We're on the cusp of rolling out a brand new program that is quite literally going to revolutionize this industry. It's called the Brand Vibe University, Brand U for short. Brand U is your new go-to online business school with a twist. Inside, you're going to learn the step-by-step framework to starting, growing, and scaling your business all around the life that you want to lead. I cannot wait for this to roll out and we are right on the edge of our seats. It's about to happen. Stay tuned. But if you're like me and just can't wait, I'm going to give you a little taste of what's inside. Head on over to the show notes from today's episode at thebrandvibe.com slash podcast to get free access to an exclusive portion of this training today. It takes this episode on a much deeper level and allows you to really roll up your sleeves and learn how to build, market, launch, and grow your brand your way. 
All right, Jenna. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you specific questions on marketing and launching. So I do have one main question around the book launch specifically. So I've been able, literally, awesome. (laughs) I've been able to be a little bit a part of your launch squad leading up to it. And I know you know podcast interviews is a big part of that. But like you have really nailed it when it comes to launch strategy and marketing for products or digital courses. And hello, now a book. Tell us all the things related to what went into the book launch specifically what got you excited what are some of the strategies that you're doing and how could people kind of incorporate that and what they're launching it's so crazy because like the book process is like so separate so it's like the creative process of writing and then it's like you have to like compartmentalize that piece and then it's like now you got to get it into the world and I think that's for any product really whether it's a course or service or anything it's like I got the creation marketing now how do I get it out there Um, the biggest thing that I've learned in this world is that like when you're so entrenched and immersed in a world, the language and things become so natural to you that you speak in tongues in that way. And just like with courses and everything else, like I have had to learn, like the average person does not understand what a launch team is and what a pre-order is and why they're getting a pre-order bonus and why pre-orders matter. And like, it's so it's like that reminder of like, take it back and like walk people through and help them understand why this matters. And it's like literally the core of marketing anything. And so it's funny because it's like, I can speak in these words with people in the world of books, but like when I'm talking to my mom or sister, my sister's like, wait, I think I signed up for this thing, but I don't know. But my book says it's shipping on June 28th, but like, and so it's like, oh, okay. So we have to do our job of like making this crystal clear and really expressing like the need and the benefit. And then the other piece I would just say, is like asking for help. Mm. Um, there's actually a chapter in my book about asking for help and it's like pride's utter chokehold. And I have gotten so good at asking for help in this process because I need it. Like I, my book is, is not going to do any impact if it's just sitting in a distribution center or sitting on somebody's shelf, not being consumed. And so, you know, I even sent out a message to like a circle of my friends who are just incredible people. I said, okay, my mom said, I need to get better at asking for help. If you have offered your help and I haven't responded, it's because I don't even know what I need, but here are four things I know I need right now. And it was like, I need podcast interviews. I need people who are willing to go live with me on launch week. I need people who are willing to buy a few copies for their audience. And I need people who are willing to do like a private training with me, like just so clear. And then I said in the group text, I said, heart this message if you're up for any of those and I will privately follow up with you so that we don't clog up this text thread Mm. and all these hearts came in and then I got to touch base and be like how do you think you could support what could you offer and it was just so beautiful because I'm like man there are so many people willing to help but like if you can't even express where you need the help it's a wasted opportunity yeah absolutely mom is always right first off mom is always right (laughs) preach Absolutely. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think that that's the thing, right? Is like welcoming and and encouraging your audience to be a part of the process is so important because then they feel so invested in the success, in the creation, like in all of those pieces. And so being able to kind of reach out and say, hey, you know, what can you do? I think 
I think people want that, you know, yes. when, when you did that with me, I was like, anything, oh anything you want, what do you yes. need? <laughs> it's and like people so love people to be the ready. helper, right? Like yes. it feels good to be able to help somebody. And it's like, yes. we're not even giving people that opportunity because we're white, white knuckling everything. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. And there's, there's a lot of that kind of like internal reciprocity where it's like, you, you have no idea how much you've impacted my life. Right. So like, if I could then do whatever I can in the process of this, of and course, I would like, of course I would be able to do that. And I think not, not asking, not extending that, not welcoming them in almost just continues. Like it just keeps, you know, a divide divide. between you and your audience, just the opposite of what we want for our communities and the brands that we're building overall. So such a great lesson. And like, not only does asking for help, help you, but it's so important to just connect on a relationship level with your community. Okay, we are almost done with our time and I just have some like fun rapid fire All kind right, of let's go. hit me with your answer kind of questions. I got you. <laughs> All right, what is your favorite way to help yourself stay focused even when you're not motivated? Set a timer, 20 minutes, that's it. Do anything for 20 minutes. All right, favorite way to unwind after a long day? Um, meditate. Uh, typical day in the life? Um, what does busy. that look like? <laughs> Crazy, busy, chasing babies. <laughs> but good, yes. Yeah. <laughs> If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would it be? I would go back to Maui right now. I was going to say, you're going to say Hawaii. I know it. I'm going yes. there for the first time this year. So it's going to be fun. <laughs> Favorite guilty pleasure TV show? Ooh, anything Bravo. Mm. Real Housewives. Yes. Always. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jenna, for for being on our podcast. I'm so, so, so grateful. Oh, I am so grateful for you and the work you do and the way that we've been able to connect and just get to watch you grow. It is amazing. So thank you for having me. Of course. All the best. Oh my gosh, you guys, I just, I have goosebumps from that conversation. Like, was that not so inspiring and so encouraging to wherever you are on your journey? Like so many nuggets that I took away from that. And you know what, when, <laughs> when you make Jenica to cry on your podcast, you know, you've done something right to really hit home on the thing that matters most. And ultimately that's what I love so much about this book. How are you really? Is it checks in with us, the person behind the brand? brand, the CEO running the business, the mom that is raising her children. Like how, how are you really? This is exactly why I talk about building businesses around our lifestyle. So how are you really? Make sure to grab your copy of Jenna Kutcher's book. You can get it over at howareyoureally.com. You can also buy it on Amazon or Target or anywhere else, whatever you set your mind to y'all, it can happen. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of the Brand by Podcast. I really hope that this inspired you to go after what you want, to be able to chase your dreams and to just make sure that you know, like the sky's the limit. If you believe in yourself, there is no stopping you. And hey, if you're looking for some additional support around marketing, branding, launching your business and doing it all in a way that aligns with your lifestyle and truly redefining success and what that looks like for you, everything that we're doing as part of the Brand by University is made for you. You can head right on over to thebrandvibe.com and you'll see all things related to brand you, the brand vibe university, or you can go directly to thebrandvibe.com slash brand you. I cannot wait to help serve you along your way and your journey. And I, I'm just, I'm still just like so floored that I just interviewed freaking Jenna Kutcher on this podcast. Let's go. <laughs> hey, until we meet again, I'm sending you all of the good vibes.